When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my webpage at dr-history.com for over 400 true stories of the Old West. Also, soon to be available, my first book titled Coal Miner to Cowboy, historical fiction based on true events. The story of a young man born in England in 1850. He wants to be a cowboy and makes his way to America, travels from New Orleans to Independence on a steamboat, hires on as a teamster to Santa Fe, then on a cattle drive to Montana, and rides shotgun on a stagecoach. He also travels with a wagon train. On his two-year journey, he meets some famous people and keeps a journal of his adventures. The book contains a lot of the true stories from my podcast and will soon be available on Amazon. Good morning to Dr. History. Good morning, Zeb, and Merry Christmas. i got to do this right. Yes. Did you see what happened? I was waving the bells earlier this morning. And what did you do? And the big bell came off and hit me in the side of the head. <laughs> and it's somewhere underneath my desk, but I'll just use the small ones. Merry Christmas. That works. That works. Yes. yes. So, folks, i got to tell you, I'm so proud. Today I brought Zeb my a copy of my book. I have two copies, and I just showed it to him. I had one copy went to me and one to my editor, looked it through. There were two corrections that I sent to the printer, uh-huh. but they were snowed out and snowed under and no electricity. So I finally got through to him yesterday. So I've got uh, about 200 books coming, and and it will be on Amazon, but not probably till the first of the year. The first of the year. Yeah, yeah. Now, and and got, that's when I will get my signed copy. You, yes, uh, for a price. Yes, I figured there had to be a price. And I've got to tell you, my uh, English teacher, Mrs. Seymour, would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> now, the rest of my teachers, they would be more shocked, you know. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I did, I, I've got to say, I did get straight A's in P.E. and shop. There you go. And but you know, what you just said is so true, and it's indicative of what happened to me. Uh, I didn't get along with a lot of my teachers back there. I'll just say that nicely like that yeah. in high school. And uh, Mr. Schubert, I think, has long since passed away, but I will say he gave me the least chance of, it was either prison or something else, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and, but in his classes, it was an easy way to grade my papers. It was just a line straight down, and then a couple of lines horizontal, and that meant an F. That was and it. he would be shocked as to where and what I am doing yeah. today. Well, like I say, my Mrs. Seymour, oh, she would be proud, I Good hope. for her. Yeah. What are we going to do this morning? We're going to talk about Christmas memories, different things. You know, in the pioneer days, they did not always have a big Christmas tree. In fact, out here in the West, uh, some people actually used a sagebrush. 
Yeah. I have a question for you on Christmas. Okay. And I was thinking about this early this morning about what we were going to talk about and everything. But in the Old West, really, how did they know when Christmas was to celebrate it if they all didn't have calendars? Oh, I think it was well known. I think. Yeah, but how would you get? How would you know? Oh, today's Christmas. <laughs> I th- I think they knew, Zeb. I just think really? that. Yeah, I think they knew what the month was and what the day was because everybody, not everybody, but it was well known and well celebrated. Okay. But you know, it started in the east, of course. Oh, uh, wow. You know, and back there they had actual trees. Out here. There weren't a lot of trees, and so, like I say, sometimes they'd use sagebrush or no tree at all because they had a log cabin that was maybe, what, 15 by 20, and they didn't have room for stuff. But, you know, they used pine cones, nuts, berries. Uh, they Did you ever make a chain out of popcorn? Oh, boy. Yeah. Cranberries and popcorn. Yeah. Mom was, and it had to be perfect. My mother would stand right there over my sister and myself. It had to be one cranberry and then four pieces of popcorn. Ah, yeah. One cranberry and four pieces of popcorn. <laughs> oh, you know, and, and back then, you know, they'd make figures or dolls out of straw or yarn. Yeah. Cookie dough ornaments, gingerbread men, uh, the Christmas dinner was planned, preparation for the food began weeks ahead of time, the Christmas goose was fattened, and now... Plum pudding was left to age in the pot until Christmas Day. Have you ever had plum pudding like it that? It never, the way it was projected over the way they did it in the old days, it didn't sound that good to me. You know, it's kind of like a fruitcake. You know, I, yeah. by the way, I was going to bring Was my, it as hard as fruitcake? I, I was going to bring you a fruitcake. Really? Yeah, one that I got about 10 years ago. I keep giving it away. But How nice keep, of you. People keep giving it back yeah. to me. And, and really, you can drop it on the floor and it'll crack cement. <laughs> yeah, you could use it for a doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't bring that, Zeb. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. You know, but chores began months ahead of time. People started making gifts, uh, corn husk dolls. Uh, a lot of the boys would carve wooden toys yeah. or their fathers yeah. would. Yeah. They'd make uh, pillows, uh, embroidery, uh, things like that, scarves and hats and mittens and socks. Uh, girls back then were able to knit by the time they were six years old. Wow. And boys would make little boxes for gifts. I so, was reading a story on the Old West one time about an old ranch hand uh, in the panhandle of Texas. And in the book, it, at Christmas time, his most valued possession and gift to him was a really nice pair of warm socks. Oh, well, sure. I yeah. mean, they're practical. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But... Uh, you know, Christmas Eve, uh, you know, everybody sat around the fire, and the next day, the whole family go to church, and then they'd come if home. If they could. If they could. Yeah, if, if they could, could get there. Yeah. Uh, they'd come home to a Christmas meal, and then it was off to visit friends and family. Do so, you realize how cold, and we complain about walking outside, turning on a pickup or a car, and driving to a church service or a Christmas service or whatever, and, and these people loaded up in a sleigh or a wagon, and yeah. uh, basically basically bound themselves up in blankets and might go 20 miles. Yeah, but but look how much, uh, how the closeness of a family would oh, be. Oh, boy. You know, you're yeah. bundled up with your brothers and your sisters. Yeah. And b- back then, you know. Pretty hard to have a fist fight under a yeah, blanket. six or eight or ten kids <laughs> yeah. in the back of a wagon yeah. and all bundled up. And oh, yeah, and they never complained. No, they didn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was what it was. And, you know, I think last week we talked about if you got an orange, 
before oh boy. Christmas. Oh, boy. That was the top of the list of fresh orange. Yeah. And because, uh, you know, things like that just out here were not were not accessible. But, you know, when you think about this area, and I know you've done a lot of study on this area with the weather patterns, and we might have Christmases with no snow, just cold temperatures, and then all of a sudden we might have a whole bunch of snow. They had to be prepared for everything, but they never seemed to complain. No. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I've got to admit, Zeb, I love the, I love the nice snowfall yeah. at Christmas time. I do you too. You know, a couple of feet out there of snow, even though back then, and you did too, had to go out and straw down the corrals and feed the horses and feed the cows and uh, help I'm, the cows. Uh, you bring back memories that are really nostalgic for me because I can remember in southern Wisconsin, I mean, snowstorms were, oh, <laughs> wow. And uh, I can remember all the severe snowstorms. And when I was real little, in like second or third grade, I can remember my dad and his brother and my neighbor, and they had shovel brigades, and they go around the neighborhood and they'd shovel people out so they could either get to work or go get groceries or whatever and then when they were all done they'd all my mom and dad made wine they made wine and it's funny how many new friends they accumulated over the course of the year so that at christmas time they could come by and be on the shovel brigade and get the wine oh you know hey a little reward doesn't oh hurt. yeah and they wouldn't leave <laughs> In fact, some of them are probably still there. Yeah, they might be on the back porch yet. Yeah, yeah. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, you know, you talk about Christmas memories, and uh, I know uh, one year I got a BB gun for, Uh-oh. for Christmas. You're not like Ralphie. Well, probably yes, a oh. little bit. My dream, you know, I always wanted to be a cowboy, you uh-huh. know, so horses and guns and anything. So I had this BB gun, and uh, about six months later, I was in the house, and uh, my sister... In the uh, house with the BB gun? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, and uh, uh, you know how you cock the BB gun? I do. You know, you cock the old the daisy? Yeah, you yeah. cock it. Yeah. Well, I, my sister was kind of bothering me, and I, I said, you need to quit bothering me or I'm going to shoot you. So oh I cocked the gun. You're of course, of course, I wasn't going to shoot her. Oh, I mean, sure. I wasn't. And, yeah. well, about 15, 20 minutes later, I was watching TV, and Annie Oakley came on. Oh, oh. And you remember when Annie Oakley was standing on her horse oh, yeah. at a full gallop. Absolutely. And the target came up, and she would shoot that. Yep. I pulled up, and I shot the target uh, with my BB gun. Uh-huh. And it went off. And the target was? The The TV. You shot, shot the, TV. the TV. How long were you in jail? <laughs> my dad was not pleased, nor my mom. And I bet you didn't use that BB gun for a long time. Uh, no, no. And, uh, you know, it didn't ruin the TV, but it just put one of those little dimples, you know, yeah. like you see in You're the You're trying glass. to minimize the problem. I am. But uh, it's kind of funny because, of course, it was an old black and white, and my brother... An old Philco, I'll bet. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. But my brother... Uh, Several years later, when we finally did get a TV, he couldn't believe that everybody didn't have a dimple in the middle of their forehead. (laughs) 
He's, he just thought that was normal. <laughs> so You know, I, I don't know how your mom and dad were, but I can imagine my German parents, what would have happened. And I probably would have been standing up for three, maybe four weeks. <laughs> you know, ironically, my dad really didn't punish me that much. Really? For, for that little. Now, there were a few other occasions that I got punished, but that one, for some reason, I don't know, I guess he. Did just, you tell him that you put the dimple in, or did somebody in your family? Oh, like it your was siblings? well known immediately. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I had an aunt sitting there and my oh. sister. And, and you shot the TV with your aunt it. sitting there? Yeah, and, and, you know, so it made quite an impression on the family. I can imagine it did. <laughs> Oh, but, you know, Christmas memories, you know, back then, you know, uh, like said out here in the West, the few neighbors you had would try to get together. But you take like a mountain man or somebody like that, they may be just totally all alone, maybe in a cabin way back in the woods. Or a cave. Or a cave, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they didn't have the festivities and the food and things like that. But My most memorable Christmas that I'll never, ever forget was when I was six years old. And uh, we got finished unwrapping all the Christmas presents. And all of a sudden, my dad says, get dressed, get your coat on. We're going outside. And it was a year after I had polio, and it was really tough because I had a couple of leg braces and crutches and everything. And he says, get your boots on and everything. We're going outside. And I thought, what in the world on a cold Christmas morning does he want me to go outside for? And we went out the back door, and instead of turning towards the barn, which was about maybe 150 feet away or so, we turned left, and we went through a little carport area, and there tied to the light post that we had next to our garage was a black and white Shetland pony all saddled up with a huge red bow around oh its neck. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Oh, you were spoiled. I ne- well, that's how I got in the horse business, and I'll never, ever forget it. Teddy was the pony's name. I got a picture of it over there I can show you, and uh, that was quite a Christmas. Oh, wow. You know, a surprise like that is just absolutely, you know, those are the ones you remember. Oh, I'll never forget that. You know, I, uh, when I was about, oh, I mean, five or six, I got an electric train. Oh, boy. And, you know, it went round and round and round. That's all it did. It went round and round. And when my dad finally got through playing with it, he let me play with it. <laughs> He's, I think true. he was more excited than I was, and, and he played and played with it, got it going around and around and did stuff, and then finally he let me run it. And then finally you had a chance at and it. Then I finally had Do you remember the guns, the, the little rifles that, that you filled them full of plastic balls and you pumped them and shot yeah. at each other? Yeah. Well, my parents made a tragic, very, very bad mistake one Christmas, and they gave my sister and I a couple of those guns. I don't even know what they were called, but they would shoot out about 12 or 13 of those plastic balls and we broke everything (laughs) in that house vases and little figurines and everything well like say i last week you said to think about christmas memories and uh uh, i was in england for two years and uh there was a lady that sung in the church of england choir 
and she invited me and my friend to come and sing on Christmas Eve with the Church of England. Choir. You? Yeah. I mean, you? Well, okay. I now, mean, you. You have not heard me sing, and that's probably no, a good thing. No, as a matter of fact, I don't want my dog uh, to run off. No. So uh, we met at the Church of England and uh, with the choir, and we put on these uh, robes, these kind of black robes that you see choirs wearing. Yeah. And we went around to the hospital. Oh. And... Talk about a neat experience because we would go down the hallway and we'd stop at different rooms and there was a lady in there that we knew that was having a baby and we, we had met her a few weeks before and she was so excited and happy that, that we would show up and sing Christmas carols. Isn't that nice? And that was, that, that's one of the more memorable Christmases. We did that. If you'll recall, it was uh, about 10, 12 years ago. Uh, and we did that, went around Burley singing Christmas carols uh, the week before Christmas. And uh, Keith Ramsey, you know Keith. Oh, sure. Yeah, we all got in the back of a pickup truck. There was about eight or nine of us, and we went around. And we went to the senior center, and we went to other places around Burley. And we only got told to shut up at one place. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I guess this one guy lived right next door to who we were caroling, and he went to the door. And he said, we're trying to sleep in here. I got to get up at three in the morning. And I mean, <laughs> okay. jingle bells, jingle bells. So that was the end of that. That was the end of that. Yeah. Well, uh, we had a tradition when all my kids were home. I had five daughters and a son and they had long hair. And so we would act out the nativity. And so my daughters would get a rubber band and they would pull their hair around in front and make it look like a beard and a mustache. <laughs> uh, like you're trying to do right now. Yeah, like I'm trying to. Anyway, it was pretty funny. But uh, anyway, we would act out the nativity. And, Isn't that great? And we did that for years, and we videotaped it. And, Where'd you get the camel? Uh, yeah, we, that was the imaginary part. <laughs> But, you, you know, on the way out here, I was listening to Christmas music, too. And, you know, there's a lot of songs, but uh, uh, the one that Henry Wadsworth Longfellow did, uh, I Heard the Bells on oh, Christmas Day. I love that. You know, after uh, his, I'm not sure if it was his wife or his daughter that got burned in a fire and, and died. And then his son was off uh, fighting in the Civil War. Who was the great voice of, uh, he used to do a lot of the... Uh, uh, Christian campaigns around the United States with Billy Graham. Was it George Beverly Shea? Was that the man? I'm not sure. That had the tremendous voice. And uh, I think he he's the greatest rendition of that song I've oh, ever heard. Yeah, I, I mean, What's I heard beeping the over there? Christmas. You have a cell phone or something? Yeah, it just keeps beeping. Sorry. I noticed that. <laughs> I mean, just the words. What you is know? your favorite uh, Christmas song? You know, it's tough to beat Silent Night. I I like that or Oh Holy Night, yeah. Uh, you know the the stars are brightly shining. I mean, I got to be honest with you. My favorite Christmas song is a song that Pastor Alex Lissau and myself had a chance to do a duet with about five six years ago. Mary, did you know? Oh yes, yes, I love that one too. There's a lot, so many. You know who good wrote ones. that song? Mark Lowry that used to be with the Gaither Gospel Group. And he wrote that song 30 years ago. And right now, that song is the number one requested Christmas song. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So I just have a little note here. There's a guy named Father Joseph Moore. Uh, and I think he was in Germany, maybe. Uh, 
Anyway, he's he the one was that, over with Schnitzel Frusor. Schnitzel, yes. Yeah. And he wrote that. And then What Child Is This? Oh, yeah. Christmas Carol. That was written by a guy named William Chatterton Dix in 1865. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he wrote that song. and uh, The song that gets me the most, because I've never been back for Christmas since 1969, is I'll Be Home for Christmas. Oh, yeah. That really gets to me. You know, I, I think about our servicemen. Yep. And I, I can't help but choke up a little thinking about those brave, oh, selfless yeah. men and women yeah. that are away from their homes. Absolutely. And not able to be around their families at Absolutely. Christmas time. And I, I honor and respect them so much. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's a real tearjerker to go away from home and be away from home, but to be also in precarious positions. Right. And not knowing if you will be home That's ever exactly again. That's exactly right. Yeah. So we've got a lot to be thankful for. We really do. I, you know, people that uh, think about our country, and I know there's a lot of great people out there that love our country, and we have the Christian moral values, and uh, I appreciate those people that uh, that love our country and will do anything for it. I just hope and I pray, and I emphasize the last word and underline the word pray, that this society, which is tending to evolve away from God and the Bible, I certainly hope that Christians will listen to this and stand up, stick their chin out and say, you're not ever going to take Christmas away from me. I, I firmly believe, Zeb, that there's a majority of people out there that feel the same way you and I do. Absolutely. So absolutely. Uh, what was your? I got to ask you your favorite thing to eat at Christmas time. Oh, was it the man. cookies? Was it the candy? Was it the turkey or the ham? What was it? Boy, it had real be, quick between turkey and ham. I mean, there's really? a toss up, right? Smothered in gravy. Oh, uh, mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Gravy, just and and gravy over the turkey and gra- you oh know, yeah, gravy on everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> put that gravy. On. I put gravy on my pumpkin pie. Uh, everything. Yeah. 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 So you're going to be home for Christmas? Uh, depends. Uh, we've see. got a baby coming in the next couple of days. We might be with our daughter uh, helping her out. You could really enact the uh, nativity scene for real life. <laughs> we could. It could be a Christmas baby. <laughs> it could be. Well, you know, over the last year, and we're almost out of time. I've got to run here in a minute. It's gone too fast. Uh, it's always been exciting having you on the program. Very, very fun and interesting with all your stories. And for all the people listening all over the world right now to us, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And the same, Zeb. Merry, Merry Christmas. And I hope we keep Christ in the Christmas Amen. spirit Amen. Uh, throughout our, our lives as much as we can. And I guess because we won't be together until January 3rd, I will also extend to you a very happy New Year. And a happy birthday. What do you mean? My birthday, January 1st. Is it really? You yes. were born on New You were the one that got all the money? No. Oh. I was slow. <laughs> okay. In fact, my dad wanted his money back when he saw me. Or at least a refund. God bless you, man. Thanks so much. Merry Christmas, Zeb, to you and Deanne. Merry Christmas, Dr. History.